When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. And today we are joined with the lovely and adorable Claudia Saluski. Oh, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. We I haven't seen you in so long, so I came here to hang. So... For the people who don't know, Claudia, you are an incredible YouTuber and now actress and entrepreneur. You wear so many hats and you've had so much <laughs> success lately. And um, we've been friends now for how many years? Two, oh my gosh. Or, three? Two or three years. Two or three years. And we first met when we had to host this event for MTV, this Snow Globe Festival. In Lake Tahoe. In Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. And we had never met before this I hosting know. gig. Correct. And it was so funny because Mike told me, you know, we booked this gig. You're going to be hosting with this girl, Claudia Saluski. Well, we didn't know the last name, how to pronounce it. Well, yeah. <laughs> like Claudia Saluski. And we had to yeah. do these Instagram promos of like me before, like sitting on my fireplace before the like, event. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to be hosted. Like, Ooh. you had to say each other's names. I had the easy job. You yeah. had the easy job. Really and usually job. I have no problem with, you know, having an ad read and saying it and getting it all out. But every time I got to Claudia Saluski, I would just curse to the gods. Like, who is this girl? Why does she have this name? And then we like Googled how to pronounce your last name. And we were like, mm -hmm. we hope this girl's cool. Like, this this is this seems good. It's going to be a really intense thing. Like, we can't even say her name right. This is going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. And then but, we showed up to Tahoe. We met you in the lobby. And we just got along instantly. You were so cool and so calm and so easy to work with. Because it was my first, like, hosting gig. You had mm -hmm. a lot of experience with it. But it was like, you're like a good improv partner mm. for that. Like, the goal wasn't to always yeah. be funny, but you really knew how to, like, yes and me and keep me in check. And it mm. was a really great time. Well, I think it was it was such an immersive experience for us because <laughs> as co-hosts, because we were, like, interviewing kind of, like, artists, but then also just, like, festival goers. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, people that are used to it and people that are not used to it. And I just, like, I mean, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I just remember wearing, like, neon tutus and, like, sparkly shit that was glowing with you. Oh, yeah, they dressed us and up just, as, like, total, and, like, snow ravers. Yeah, the, yeah, that was the vibe. And we were, like, we were, like, interviewing people that had other crazy crazy outfits and, yeah. and it was so tough though too because i was so tall i'm wearing earmuffs <laughs> claudia's like on eye level with all these people she can hear what's going on and i'm just like huh <laughs> claudia what did they say and so i'm just like oh my yeah god. oh my I god totally give yourself agree. way more credit you yeah. killed it oh, you did so thank good you. Thank i was you. i was like i'm in good hands we even did I'm a sleigh hands. ride one time <laughs> Why don't I remember this? We did a sleigh ride where we were like on, on the like back a, of like a like, it was a, like a horse carriage yeah. sleigh. And you guys yes. were like being interviewed, yes. like like hosting oh. the show on the back of like a horse yeah. carriage. 
And oh I was God. saying some ridiculous stuff because I was just vamping. I'm like, over the river and through the hills to not grandmother's house we go, but to the Snow Globe Festival. And the guy was like, cut, wow. Matt. We cannot have you this saying is, that. Wow. This is like all the memories are flooding back in. We really worked it. Like, yeah. we had to do a lot. We interviewed G-Eazy. We did. <laughs> and I was like, so yeah, tall. man. That was a little... I was like, tough. I was like, it's so cold out there. We're like, how are you staying warm? He's like, I mean, I'm just in this tent right now. <laughs> and I'm like, and I go, well, my toes feel like frozen tater tots. And he goes, yeah, tots. It's a, it's a good snack. <laughs> but yeah. so interviewing uh, people on the fly like that mm-hmm. was nothing new to you, but it was new for me because back like in 2015, you were like Teen Vogue's <laughs> first red carpet YouTube oh interviewer. Yeah. Um, so. I'm curious, did that come really easy to you at first? Or did you have like any embarrassing moments trying to get people's attention and talking to them oh on the fly? God. Okay, great question. So when I first moved out to Los Angeles, that was like 2014. I was 18 years old. And I forgot how that opportunity came to be. I started doing random things with like Awesomeness TV. That felt very hosty. And so I think Teen Vogue saw that. And I became like their first ever... And dare I say last ever? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. I haven't kept up with their YouTube channel, but I became like their YouTube host. And it was cool because there were kind of different tasks at hand. Like I had to create original content for them. I would also film content with them in New York. And then also the hosting part, which was like the, the part that I should have been most nervous about, but for some reason, like. I think it's like when you're put in a situation where you're like, I can't believe I'm in this situation. I can't believe they trust me. Um, you you just like your adrenaline kicks in, right? Yeah. And you just go into this whole different sort of like autopilot. And so my experience doing that was like, hey, here's a microphone. Here's a camera guy. You're going to go to this event um, and just you know, Uber, so you don't have to worry about parking. Just get to the event, and and you'll find, uh, you know, David there, and he'll give you the microphone, and these are all the questions that you should ask these specific people, and they would just be like, okay, now go. It, like, it, that's it. And so I'd show up, and, like, I would make these little, like, I would do, like, a lock screen cheat sheet where I'd have, like, the the celebrities or artists' name. Oh, on the lock and then, screen. Like, and then, like, a little, like, hint to what I'm supposed to be asking them if it's, like, a current project That's or, like, really smart. whatever. And so I just check my lock screen. But, like, guys, I was out there. I was, like, doing the polling and being like, hey, hey, hey. Debbie Ryan. But, like, luckily everyone would see, like, the little Teen Vogue logo so I didn't have to work too hard. Oh, yeah. People would see that and be like, we're stopping here. Yeah. Yeah, like, non-intimidating, cute, young girl with teen vogue great i'll i'll go mm-hmm. maybe it was kind of like a pity thing i don't know but they showed up you know they let me ask them some questions i think like the most <laughs> the most nerve-wracking were like the one-offs where it'd be like you're gonna get ready with this person for an awards show or you're gonna go to their house while they're getting ready so there was like a lot of like that where i would just spend an entire day with someone i don't know oh like real and journalism then, yeah but then like just vlog it but then also have a set of questions there was a little bit like just too much f- freedom for me to like fuck up you know what i mean <laughs> but it was fun and i feel like it really it gave me that confidence in knowing like, okay, I can do this thing. Like if I ever need to do it, like I have the experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now you have that experience under your belt and now you're moving on to bigger and better things. Now you're, I, you have been acting for like the past few years, but mm-hmm. you just oh my booked gosh. your first big, big movie. You guys. Yeah. I love my dad. <laughs> right. Yeah. And co-starring. Co-starring Patton Patton Oswald. Oswald. Oh my God. 
Oh my God. And you were filming in Syracuse for the past how many weeks? It was six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. And it happened really last minute, right? When you booked you guys, it? Oh my God. I I found out I got it the day before I had to leave. The day before you had to leave, yes. you found out you got it. Yes. I got a call from the director who also stars in it, Jason Morosini, and wrote it. And he called me on my cell phone and he was like, can you do this next week? Just like, let him just, would you be available? And I was like, for what? For who? Yeah, yeah Brie Larson's <laughs> on set. We, like, we, Brie Larson's on set right now and she's just <laughs> and not working she's, out. Just we not need the next out. best thing. I Claudia, can you come? I so did not believe that it was happening. I, my like instinct was just to be like, is everything okay? And I also was like, for the same role. Like I thought maybe I was getting like a smaller part or something. He's like, yeah, for the same role. Just, just let me know. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm going to call my team, see if I could like shift some things around. Cause you know, brand deals, things like that. Um, and then like an hour later, my agents texted me and they were like, pack your shit. Ooh. And I had to leave at like 10 AM the next morning. To go to Syracuse. To go to Syracuse for six weeks. And now, <laughs> I, I know that you kind of mentioned like a bit of the plot of the movie, but mm -hmm. we're not going to have any spoilers. But it's basically yeah. about a dad who's had an estranged relationship with his son. Mm -hmm. He's trying to connect, connect with, with him. him. Just be a part of his life again. And so he yeah. decides to set up a fake social media account mm -hmm. and to interact with him. And he uses your identity yeah. to talk to him. Yeah. How I long know. before you got the part did you audition? And did you audition for that specific part? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's funny now because I, since COVID, it's only been like self-tapes. And I used to always prefer going into the room because you can like suss out the vibe and like get actual like feedback in the room and get to redo it. And when you're self-taping, like you just, you have one shot or I guess technically a hundred if you want to do a hundred times, but you only have one to send in and you have no idea if that's like what they were expecting. So when Phineas and I first started self-taping together, it was a disaster because, you know, I'd want to do it a few times or I'd stop in the middle of the take. I was like, no, 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 I already know. And I, I don't like this. And, you know, we'd bump some heads, but now it actually like works out in my favor because every time we go to like film a self-tape, uh, which happens often, right? Um, I kind of know going into it, I have like three shots, like maybe like five times. It becomes to do like it. a real audition. Yeah, in the before, yeah, exactly. So now, like, my whole attitude about it is like, all right, really got to prepare the shit out of this and just kind of do it. And it's great though, because it doesn't, then you're not torturing yourself and like doing it a million times. Spending 10 hours um, right. for like a one minute clip. Yeah. So, like, for my first, for the first self tape for I Love My Dad, we were on vacation in Santa Barbara or Montecito and we like, very quickly filmed it in this little girl's bedroom because we were um staying at like a friend's house and i just we filmed it real quick and then went off to the pool and didn't think about it and then like a week later i got a call back and then like a, a session with the director and the casting and the producers and then like another one and yeah wow and yeah. you really enjoyed uh working with like Patton oswald and james yeah. you know what i'll say is like it's crazy kind of the timing of it all because um, for starters, coming out of a pandemic, I think everyone felt this sort of lack of like, I mean, I guess like being in a relationship, it's really easy to first of all, become kind of like codependent when you're with that person every single day. Um, and then for me, like my job, like, you know, it's very solitary, like I'm making videos at home. And if I didn't have to go out and shoot something, then I didn't need to as much as 
Phineas's job would require to do so. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so in many ways, like my life slowed down and I sort of lost that feeling of like independence in like that sexy way where you're just like, yeah, I'm a fucking individual, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the timing of it was pretty awesome because I think like it was so nice to kind of have this large chunk of time to just like go be in a new place with strangers mm. and like remember what it feels like to meet new people yeah because you know like different people like unlock different versions of yourself and you're like oh my god i'm funny oh my god i'm pretty <laughs> fucking funny yeah. you know like, for a second i was like oh my god you know so much about this but then again you gave phineas and i a book of like all the different types of architecture right yeah oh, the, uh, yes yeah yes. the so, architecture of like american homes because you so, guys have that like spanish <laughs> colonial? Mediter- spanish colonial yes, yes. with yes, all yes, the yes. all the doorways are like arched in in, yes. between, in the interior of the house On the inside yeah, yeah. and yep. then like the exposed beams like yes that whole i know yeah i like geeked out about your house and so i was like you need to have like the bible of like architecture for american homes i remember you were like all right your guys's house is on page <laughs> and 23 there you go <laughs> um, what's, what's like the dream like house you'd want to live in what style oh craftsman home craftsman, craftsman home completely they're cute you know like uh, describe what that is have you ever seen the movie disturbia mm. with shia labeouf oh, oh, the store, or um a lot of like movies like our film like the movie zathura <laughs> i'm like giving the worst <laughs> examples but i love those craftsman style homes i just think it like has a really good atmosphere and um, just like the dynamic. It's kind of choppy, but it's just like true and mm. rich with wood. A lot of wood on the inside, yeah. like dark wood. Yeah, it's very mm. timeless. And I yeah. think and a lot of people are now like gutting out their craftsman homes and making them super modern and white. I'm like, yep. no, keep it real. Keep that would be my dream there. home. What about you, Mike? Uh, I don't know anything about this stuff. I just like having a roof over my head. Do you like a modern house? Do you like like a... I don't really have like... Mike's like, like, give me a house. Yeah. So, uh, Claudia, (laughs) you are from Chicago. Yes. Your parents are from Poland. Yes. They're immigrants. Yes. I'm very curious about like what your read or take is on growing up with immigrant parents, Mm. being in America. Do Mm. you think it gave you um, a different perspective on things? Then again, it's kind of your only perspective you do have. Um, Mm -hmm. But just, I don't know, kind of being like a cultural translator between what your parents are experiencing and what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. How was that? 100%. And what's funny is like when you're a child and you're going through your childhood, like you're not really aware of it because what your situation and environment is, is all that you know. And then the older I get, the more I appreciate, you know, what my parents did for us and sort of, you know, my family and upraising because, you realize, oh my gosh, so much of this is is why I am this way, right? So when I was younger, I have a lot of friends that like have also experienced this, but there was like this, embarrassingly, there was this side of me when I was super young where I would see some of my friends that just had parents that grew up in America and didn't have accents and mm-hmm. had, you know, similar humor to their kids. And I would kind of like wish for this like American family that doesn't fight and there's no <laughs> drama and like goes on cool vacations or whatever. And I like kind of wished for that. And, um, I just, I can't believe I even thought that because, um, what my parents did was so, 
like selfless for us because they wanted to make that move for us. Um, and they moved out to America in their early twenties, um, with my oldest brother, Marcin, and then Kevin and I were born in Chicago and you they came out. Kevin? Yes. Me too. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, have we talked about this? I don't think so. Oh my God. How old is Kevin? Oh my God. Should we connect the yeah, Kevin? Yeah, should we link them together? Kevin yeah, squared? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, and anyways. And so, they came out to America with only knowing the words like yes, no, and thank you, you know, and, and my dad like built uh, a construction business from the ground up. He's like a business owner. Um, and I built it from the ground up, from the ground up, literally. (laughs) Um, and my mom worked extremely hard in her like youngest years before we all popped out. And then she was like, all right, I am managing all of you guys. Um, but I think what that did was it, it just like it it sort of just gave me a, this different perspective of like i'm so grateful that my life is here like i could have had uh, like a life in poland you know what i mean i've never i've still never visited poland so i don't even i i have to it's so embarrassing that i haven't gone yet i oh, have yeah, to i gotta go back to the motherland I know, do you I feel know. like polish but, as a like a yeah, part of your identity do you think polish yeah. oh my gosh i've been trying to think polish actually lately because um no one speaks polish out here and so my like speaking skills and speaking abilities are worsening oh yeah um, but you speak polish so like fluently fluently it was oh. my first language give us something uh or, like, teach us just like a simple phrase um let's could see well out. i love you is kohamche 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 uh-huh um, I mean, what do you guys want to know? What's fuck you? Um, <laughs> yachi kurvam. I'm gonna fuck you. Yachi kurvam. Kurvam. Yachi kurvam. Yachi kurvam. Whoa, is that like yeah. the? That's like the go-to curse. Um, What's like the go-to swear word? Well, in? like fuck is kurva. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like that's it. Like, and sometimes like I will like just say a Polish word. Like one time I was like lighting like a fireplace, like a fire or something, and the gas was going on for too much, and then it like kind of blew up in my face, and I was like kurva, and my like friend Neely was like whoa, what? What was that? I was like I don't know. It just came out. Um. So like sometimes that happens. But um, the other day I was on a walk with my dog, and I was on the phone with my mom for like an hour, and I was like, let's only speak Polish for this entire conversation because I need to. Yeah. And it's so sad how little we talked about because the whole conversation was like so i got this bigger dresser (laughs) and how do you say nightstand and i want to get matching nightstands that are kind of similar (laughs) like it was i was like oh my god this is my mom's having a conversation with like a fifth grader right now but that's good to commit to it you gotta do it exactly get back into it you should i know i need to get back into it and i really want to visit poland um But I think back to your original question, like I think what it did was this sort of like drive that I've always felt inside of me from a really young age to, I don't know, like just work as hard as I can. I think that came from like just knowing the opportunity I had and sort of like the opportunity that my parents feel like they didn't have when they were younger, like in very many ways. You know, my parents kind of lived like the American dream in terms of 
like moving to America and and living in a beautiful home and having healthy children and all this stuff and getting to travel. And then it's just sort of like, I don't know, wanting to make them proud and be like it like just hoping that like that move was worth it for them because they uprooted their entire lives. You know, so much of my family have never even met yeah, because they're like still in Poland. And so and then just like watching my dad work so, so hard um, that always just. I think I get a lot of like that same DNA, uh, but also just watching him work so hard just made me want to like work extra hard so that he doesn't have to when he's when he's older, you know. Mm. Um, Hope you're enjoying this conversation. We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor. You guys may have heard us talk about Hims. They're basically a brand that is helping guys look and feel their best. And if you haven't, now we're going to tell you about them. 66% of men start to lose hair by age 35. And once you've noticed your thinning hair, it can be a little too late. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it when you still have some. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when you can turn to medicine and science? So the solution is for him com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, sexual wellness, and skincare for men. It's time to write a new chapter in one in which you have hair. Thanks to science, baldness can now be optional. There's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions that are backed by science. No more awkward doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you to a licensed medical professional online, which can save you hours. And they're completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions questions which a medical professional will review and if it's right for you can prescribe medication to be shipped directly to your door and now today hymns is giving you our viewer our listener a very very special offer their best one yet if you're not happy with your results after 90 days for hymns will give you a full refund and right now our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free go to forhimscom slash hoot that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com slash Hoot. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. And remember, that's forhims.com slash hoot. And now back to the episode. Now, how would yeah. uh, young Claudia think about all of this, what you're up to now? Would she oh be like, God. um, I'm sorry, we were supposed Dude. to be a ballerina? Like, what did uh, little Claudia envision oh for uh, Claudia? Oh, guys, no. we went through some phases. Okay, when I got braces in fourth grade, which, by the way, I've had braces three times. Oh, my. And then also Invisalign. And before that, um, like, a, what are the, what is the thing where you put the key? A spacer? And then you, yes, yes. Yes. So I've been through the thick of it with my teeth. But um, through all that, because our ortho Adonis like convinced my parents that I needed braces before all of my adult ca- teeth came in. So oh. I had braces on my baby teeth. That Made sounds no like a sense. scam. Braces scam. on a baby scam. teeth. Scam. 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 They're going to fall out anyway. Thousands of dollars gone. Scam. Mm. Um so because of that I've had braces literally th- three times. Wait, was it twice? I don't even know you guys. It's oh my gosh. Yeah. Um but I wanted to be an orthodontist for a really long time <laughs> because you're like, of I that. never want anybody to go through this <laughs> I, of what I've experienced. Well, I was like I was like colorful rubber bands, making molds. Like I just thought, I don't know, I just I thought it was fascinating. So I wanted to be an orthodontist for a while, but um I think my main goal when I was younger was being a triple threat, which is so ambitious and hilarious cuz I can't sing, I can't <laughs> dance. Um but I'm trying to achieve the other ones. So like, you know, we're doing okay yeah um but i you know what's funny is like i started youtube when i was 13 so i was like in seventh grade and i remember like you know it hadn't 
turned it hadn't turned into a career for anyone yet because youtube was so small and budding and it was like honestly kind of weird to do like i kept it a secret from my parents for as long as i could (laughs) which like maybe is not like i like don't want my child to do that you know my parents found it by accident on my computer um and then i didn't tell all of my best friends until like a year later and then all the boys found out like two years later and that was like humiliating and you don't even know you don't even know i remember the day it's burned in my head when like the popular girls from like the, the rival middle school like told our guy friends in our middle school and it was like the day before christmas break and i remember i remember this moment where like you know on that last day every classroom just kind of watches movies because the teachers are like all right we're gonna watch elf and then you go to the next class and they're like we're gonna watch elf too and you're like oh my god i love it um i just remember like sitting and then like all the guys being like crunches eyeliner what is she doing? Because oh, like I thought this, they were gonna put on your videos no, in like, front of the class. <laughs> so it wasn't like this cool thing, but what's interesting is I feel like there was this conscious decision of like, I want to take this so serious from the beginning. Like I this from from the day that I started YouTube until now, the editing, the lighting, the setting up, everything. Like I've always just been really uh, careful and str- not strategic and well, just really intentional, like with my content, um, because I think I like sort of kind of knew that something. I don't know. I I just like. If you're going to do something, do it yeah. 100%. Yeah. Put the effort in. And then by the time I like hit sophomore year, um, I kind of like college was just not even in my brain. Like all my friends started researching what colleges they want to go to and like touring places. And they're like, what about you? And I'm like, I'm not going to college, which is crazy to think about yeah. that I had that mentality right away. But I was like, no, I don't think no. Um, and then uh, junior year, I missed like almost the first whole month of school because I was in New York for fashion week, like doing random jobs and then came back and no teacher gave a shit how behind I was. And like math, you're learning things every single day. Um, and so I, I created a PowerPoint presentation for my parents, mainly my oh, father. Oh, pulled a little Emma Stone. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. And I, I presented them with a slideshow of the reasons why I should transfer to online schooling so that I have more time to travel and work on school at home instead of spending seven hours in a classroom every single day. Because immigrant parents also, education is yeah. like the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. You need to do well in school, yeah. get good grades, and then you can do whatever you want. But you're saying... Yeah junior year of high school you yeah. put on a presentation yeah and that's like the most important year isn't junior year like the yeah. hardest year that's, that's when you like take your SATs. that's when you take your sats that's when you like apply for colleges um so and happened? i presented this to them and i i thought you were going to be an orthodontist exactly um you know what's funny is like like for the most part i look back and i'm like my parents were so supportive and it's so true they've always been so supportive but i think there was no part of me that was ever going to allow them to not be supportive of it because I was so confident in it and so determined that I was like, 
it was more so the presentation was not can i do this it was here's the reasons why i'm doing this which is unbelievable the audacity mm-hmm. did it work did they yeah approved yeah wow that wow. same week i went into my counselor's <laughs> office and i was like here's what's happening do you guys have an online program and she was like no and i was like well i'm gonna go find a high school that that has an online program See ya. and i found one and then yeah i transferred over to an online school that was super easy and then um listen listen i graduated it's fine wow and um and then yeah just i think from there it was sort of like all right we need to really make sure this works obviously um and so i just i think every single decision i i've made i'm so grateful that my parents like gave me the okay because oh my gosh like the move to california and and yeah the transferring of schools and stuff like it I think it it allowed me to really take this as seriously as I wanted to, yeah. you know, and 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 now we're having fun and and I could cry because I like just feel yeah, so grateful. It took some guts, it took some trust in the universe, and look yeah. where it's gotten you. Yeah, wow, um, that's incredible. It's like this like blinded determination because it's like wow, like why did I think that this would work? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was still so like foreign to everyone and so new, but. I don't know. It's funny how it works out like How that. like your instinct can just be like, no, 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 this is it. Yeah. You're doing this. And you're like, okay, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> you know? Um, Are they proud of you, what you're doing now? Oh, yeah. They're so happy and proud. They love hearing about it and everything. It's still all very like confusing a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my mom just being like, why haven't like, you know, she's uh, the amount of like auditions you have to do until you get one. She's like, why? Why didn't you? Have, why haven't you gotten a job yet? You know, before I booked this one, I was like, mom, you don't understand. OK, this is the climate of this. And this is how many people. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone in you the know? entire city is trying yeah, to get she's an like, acting why job. Why are you not a movie star yet? I'm like, mom. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Wow. I had no idea. That's a that's an incredible story. Yeah. Wow. Are you writing a book? I don't <laughs> you no, probably I'm not, are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't I don't know. I feel like I my biggest insecurity is how little I read. Like I keep telling myself, I mean, I know you're a reader. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm like I'm being careful of what I'm saying because I don't want to be judged over here. By it's like, okay. The, you know, yeah. You'll find a book and it will it's, hook you in. You know what I think the issue is? Is that when I... Because you know how like everyone becomes interested at their own time? Like at their... at Yeah. Like it's like school forces you to, to write book reviews and stuff. And so... Or book reports. So you have to read all of these books. But then like there's a point where you're, in your life where you're like, oh my God, this is fun because now I'm reading the right material. And I feel like... When I became interested at my own time, which was once I moved out to L.A., I got sucked into just reading like uh, nonfiction, like self-help books. And See, like, that's what I struggle with is those <sighs> I'm just like, take me to the summary. What are the guideposts? Yeah. And like that. Yeah. I get caught up in plots and stuff. The issue is like, you know, some of those books, like I really do feel like they they're worth reading because it just teaches you really basic principles of like, I don't know, just being like a caring human being and, mem- and like remembering people's names and like all these different things that were like making sure like eye contact, whatever it is. Um, and the issue with those books is there's so many like case studies where they're like, you know, Ford, blah, 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 did this and then this and then this and this and this and this. And this is why. And you're like, oh, my God, just tell me. Just tell, <laughs> tell me the me lessons. Just tell me how to apply them to my life. I don't want to hear all of these case studies and stuff. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it, no, it's like I a totally snooze. I, I, I 
don't like reading fiction. I only yeah. like reading nonfiction. Oh, oh, I love this dynamic. We have a fiction versus nonfiction. I, mean, I like audiobooks <laughs> of nonfiction. Yeah, but you, but Matt loves to like. You love a good plot, some good characters. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be invested in the story, a real page turner. Like right. it's almost like entertainment, right? It's like watching a movie for me. Reading books is like. I want to be learning something. Yeah, I want to be acquiring. And when I'm reading fiction, I know it's a little silly, but like, I'm just like, I'm just reading a bunch of lies. Like, this didn't happen. Like, like, you open the first page of Harry Potter, and it's like, there was a wizard named Harry. And it's like, no, there wasn't. Like, I'm (laughs) like, no, this is not true. I don't want to read a a book of lies. This didn't happen. Santa's not real. Wizards are not real. (laughs) It's your imagination. But no, but then I'll read a book on like behavioral economics of like why the brain, you know. Boring. (laughs) But then, but it's, it's also, like reinforcing stuff that you kind of already know but it's Mm. good to like remember like yeah you should remember people's names or like the reason why people get frustrated is because right they have expectations and all of sadness in life comes from the variance between the expectations and reality so Mm -hmm. if you lower your expectations or set them properly you'll be happier and it's like Mm -hmm. oh interesting like i just learned i just gained my life became better because i read that this is why i talk to you because then i'll learn (laughs) all these things this is my yeah this this is is my cliff notes right and then i'll just but here's the question because i want to get back into reading fiction books get back to like as if i've been reading fiction (laughs) books my life i want to get into fiction books because i feel like just reading a story that is just complex and interesting can be inspiring in its own ways. Yes. Like, do you mm-hmm. feel, don't you feel like I don't, I'm like saying like, as if again, like I, like I would know, but do you feel like reading fiction books like brings joy into your life and inspiration? And like, I don't know, like a real, like I think about this with TV shows, like right now, Phineas and I are watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh. We're very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, what season it's very, are you on? We just finished the first season. Like oh, we are y'all got a newbies. ways to go and you can't binge that show. No, we, we're taking a big break. It's been like a week and a half, maybe two weeks since we finished the first season and we've been waiting to start the second. Ooh, go easy we, on yourself because that like, it's a heavy show, right? I know it's heavy. It's very, very heavy, but we think about it often and I love being consumed by um like a story and being like oh my god why would they choose that or like why like or just thinking about like a character's motives right i like it when it's challenging and when it's not too challenging but when it's just really well written where the details in between the the action and uh Mm -hmm. the dialogue is just fascinating on how Mm -hmm. they're describing what somebody is wearing and uh what the setting looks like um i get really oozy about i like short stories non-fiction or fiction short stories because then like when you start a book it's like a commitment right so it's like you're gonna spend two weeks reading a book i will recommend to you kurt vonnegut Mm -hmm. fantastic writer uh he has a book of short stories called welcome to the monkey house how many pages is each story anywhere from like 10 to like 30 pages per story okay and they're incredible stories and i think that that's like what i like about it too is like you think about oh why would they do this or like Mm -hmm. because the stories are essentially human but i just like getting the distilled final version of like here's why your brain works this way and this is this is why we want this is why we want the self-help version that's short i want short stories version of a (laughs) self-help book (laughs) that's what i want maybe you should write that oh my god i don't have i don't know i'll give you some recommendations after this the clutter saluski method for success oh my gosh (laughs) now it's not every day we have someone in the seat uh who is a member of the marvel universe oh my gosh (laughs) You were in an episode of Marvel's Runaways. I was. The show on Hulu. I was. Um, and it's just cool looking you up and your character is in like the wiki 
Marvel Universe. So I guess my question is, you know, uh, who is your favorite Marvel character? Okay, I recently watched Ant-Man. And I was fascinated. I loved it. I don't know why. The concept of being so tiny, yeah. teeny tiny, I died for it. There's a video, Phineas <laughs> recorded a video of me watching it. And it like, it panned from the TV to me. And this was literally me. Because <gasps> 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 it goes from like big to small, yes. and big to small. It yes, changes like so the perspective creative. of and everything. he's like falling through gutters and gates and all these things. I haven't seen Ant-Man. What is the power of being small? So, How, what can you do? Why is that beneficial? Okay, so here's, I'll tell you. Okay, so <laughs> he puts on this suit and yeah. he presses the button and it shrinks you to yeah. the size of an ant. So you're and how, invisible. But, but how is but that a benefit? What can have, you do? But you still have the strength of your original size. Oh, so okay. that's different. So, so you, like, basically, punch him on the forehead and okay, then, like fall so, down. So um, I forgot which movie, but like there's this whole sort of like um, conversation on the internet where they're like, well, why didn't Ant-Man just shrink down super small, crawl into Thor's like butthole or like whoever was, <laughs> whoever was, wait, who was that, who was that villain again? Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. why didn't he just crawl into his butthole and then make himself life-size again and then he would have exploded. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are so many ways that like Ant-Man could have saved the day. Um, but the reason why it's great, yeah, because he basically turns invisible. He gets so small, and then he's got the same speed and the same strength as a human being. And so he just, like, runs up, and he fucking can punch you in the <laughs> ear, but it's, like, as strong as he yeah. being. And so you okay. get knocked out, and you don't even know where it's coming from. Oh, Do you know what okay. I, mean? I didn't know how right? Ant-Man was I actually haven't but... even, like, seen it. Well, but I've I seen just Ant Man and like the other ago. ones. I'm really bad about the um, the Avengers and, and the, Paul the Marvel. And Paul a new universe. movie called Shrink too. So he's really all about oh. getting small. <laughs> Wait, that was not that new, right? Uh, it wasn't... It's not out yet. It's like a new uh, movie oh. with. I think it's oh Will Ferrell. He plays a shrink, not an actual shrink, but he plays oh. Paul Rudd plays. But it's like funny a that like, he's like in Ant Man and then he's in a movie called Shrink. But you are <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Um, but does yes, this? And so then my question. So we like Ant Man. I don't know if he's like my favorite. Like I mean, like Spider Man. Come on, Spider Man. -Man, I don't know. Like I just don't know. (laughs) But since you're technically part of the Marvel universe, okay, does that rule out you ever potentially being in the Marvel universe as an actual superhero in the future? No, I think because the role I played was just in one episode, and it was like the last episode of the final season. (laughs) I believe it's so teeny tiny. I had like three scenes. I think it probably would not rule me out for any of that. Um, I hope. <laughs> Could you imagine? Right. They were like, like no, nope. sorry. You're you're like, does this, your fan does this character forever. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think there are some people in the Marvel Universe, big ones, who have had minor roles in other movies, mm, I think. Mm. So... I don't think I would love if you got invited to Comic-Con for just being that character at a booth. And (laughs) everyone's like, what? Who? who?" I was was... in that one episode of The Runaways. Yeah, exactly. That was very fun for people to tweet and be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, I've been binging this show that I love and you just cut you pop out of nowhere. That was that was great. Hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Claudia. We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor. So the summer is now in full swing and showing very welcoming signs of a normal life ahead. You can now go to the movies, say hi to your neighbor, and go to the post office? (laughs) Okay, I mean, I guess not all signs of normal life are that exciting. But with Stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save money on postage. 
Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, straight from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less. A lot less with discounted rates on USPS and UPS. Stamps.com save businesses thousands of hours and tons of money on postage every year. Stamps.com brings U.S. Postal and UPS service straight to your computer. Print U.S. official postage right from your computer. You don't need to get any fancy equipment. You can do it all from home. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. And once your mail is ready, you schedule a pickup or drop-off. It's that simple. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% on UPS. And with their switch and save feature, you can compare carriers and get the best rates every time. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk at all. And with our promo code HOOT, H-O-O-T, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial. Plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and use promo code HOOT, H-O-O-T. That is stamps.com, promo code HOOT. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And now, back to the episode. Well, yeah, Mike, no, I would like to hear, kind of I would like to hear a question that you prepared yeah, for, yeah. This, for this A this question afternoon. that I've prepared? Yeah, I'd like to yeah. hear something that you've prepared. Okay, so... <laughs> Mike always asks the really good questions. Does he? You know, where I'm always like, I wanted to say that. You've been killing it, though. Well, thanks. Been... You know, I've come a long way since MTV Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. Um, okay, so you obviously wear many hats and have done many things. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to ask this question, depending on how you want to answer it. Mm-hmm. How do you define yourself, if so, and how do you want to define yourself? Because, like, mm-hmm. I think that you're more than just a YouTuber. I think that you're not just an actress. So, like, my question is, when Claudia Saluski wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night, how yeah. do you, what is, like, the... She's right here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think how how she, do you... I think when she wakes up, yeah. she really thinks... And not no. saying to label yourself, but is yeah. there, like, a... Like, do you think, okay, I'm a YouTuber, so I'm going to be doing my YouTube stuff, and, like, the acting right. stuff is, like, a bonus, mm-hmm. or do you consider yourself an actor who's... Doing like what mm-hmm. is the what is the story of who you are to yourself right now? The thing that takes up most of well, I shouldn't even say takes up most of my time because auditions are constantly always happening. But YouTube is a significant part of obviously my job right now, and so at least from the outside, I'm definitely I feel like mostly viewed as YouTuber, content creator slash influencer. For some reason, when I think influencer, I think like someone who's only based on like Instagram. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, even though I definitely like fall under similar content as influencers. Anyone who's who's listening to this is like she's an influencer. What is she talking about? But there there I feel like there's some sort of separation that I feel within myself with that word. I don't know. So I like to say um content creator, but I think for me because things on the internet and trends and and different platforms like change so fast um especially this past year like i've i've been kind of like focusing on different things that i cannot talk about with you guys today (laughs) um right now i'm i'm building those blocks and 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 making decisions that i hope can sort of live out longer than my YouTube channel Mm -hmm. because I think also for me, even if YouTube is as around as it is right now in like 10 years, when I think about, um, you know, raising a family and having kids, 
I don't think I'm going to want to really be putting like my, my kids online. I don't think there's like anything wrong with it. Like so many family channels have found so much success with that, um, and are documenting, you know, so much of their lives. And if they're doing it the right way, then that's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I love how much I've documented of my life and having those memories. Um, but I think for me, like since I've been doing this for so long, that is the point where I would love to get some of that privacy back yeah, and sort of have that on my own terms in terms of like what's being put out there. And so I think that's like a choice I'll probably make is to slow down on YouTube, especially when I have kids. Um, so I think like to answer your question, like later down the line, the things that I really want to continue focusing on is like, I love acting so much. Um, you know, so like I was saying earlier, so much of my job is working alone. So, uh, working on set with an entire crew and cast members is so fulfilling. You get to meet so many interesting people and just, yeah, like being like a part of something. Um, I don't know. It's really exciting. There's like more, there's more mystery to it and more like there's more room for it to turn into something that you would have never thought it would have. You know, there's like some limitation to a YouTube video mm-hmm. and sort of like getting into the groove of like, well, this is how I edit. And well, this is how I set up my shots. And this is usually what my videos are. You have about. the system in place. There's yeah. not that much room for something, you know, yeah. spontaneous. A lot or... of it can feel very like repetitive or very autopilot. Um, and so right now, like that, I, the thing I'm most fascinated with is um, like working alongside other people, so, which is what acting brings. And then, yeah like you know just maybe like starting a business or like i don't know just doing some things that <laughs> yeah. still allow me to have um you know that creative freedom because that's something that i don't take for granted i recognize how much creative freedom we have as like as people that get to put out content online yeah like, you don't oh need to run gosh. it by the pr department or the marketing team i know i mean truly like hearing so many actor friends in my life be like no you don't understand like what you have is so good you get to do it as much as you want and you get to talk about whatever you want um and so i don't ever take that for granted and i think like whatever that transition would be if there's going to be one it's going to be gradual because it all feeds into the same bucket i truly feel like you know what i mean at Mm -hmm. these times like everything is crossing over and so many traditional uh, actors are going are making YouTube channels and stuff. So it's like, I feel like it's all kind of becoming one. And that sort of like negative stigma of like an internet person getting into acting is sort of dissolving. I think there was like really a moment in time where like so many were getting into it. And so there was a lot of good and like a lot of bad, you know? Um, and so I think like, my hope is that that's sort of dissolving a little bit as everything's crossing over. And this is suddenly the longest answer in the entire world. <laughs> well, um, I'm is, like, I don't know. Why, you're just yourself. You're yeah. one of a kind. You're doing things that, yeah. sure, some people can do this. Some people can do that. But the idea of like labeling yourself is not something I thought you were going to do. So mm. the answer of like, yeah. I, yeah, I'm doing this and I enjoy this. And you're thinking like, it's yeah. all fluid. There's no, nothing's definitive. Mm-hmm. You you want to have the options to explore your own creativity, explore your mm. own wants and your own opportunities Mm. and some things can be great and others can be a one-off and starting a business and whatever else you want to do i think you should have answered your own question for me because that that (laughs) answer was like way more concise way more accurate way more (laughs) well that's it's not yeah that was perfect no that was so perfect but i think the, the thing i'll add on top of that is just like um the 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 mentality i've tried to always just like hold up to is whatever i am doing 
I want to care and I just want to put everything into it. Um, because first of all, why not? You know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, that's the most, I find the most satisfaction and fulfillment from just like really actually trying my best with everything that I do. Because if you don't, then how are you going to know what you really enjoy and what you're really meant for? Because if you kind of half-ass something, you're going to leave it being like, well, I guess that wasn't for me, but I don't know. I, I also like was on my phone the whole time. So like maybe if I had done, you know, so yeah. I like the phrase, the way you do anything is the way that you do everything. Yeah. And so the way that you do anything is always the way that you do everything, which oh. is a hundred percent and like putting in the effort and making mm. it count. And oh, but then that makes me feel like, <laughs> oh, is that are a we having of, an uh, existential moment? Yeah, right? a little bit, like, is this a little, a little bit? bit. The way you do little, anything is the way you do moment, everything. A little yeah. crises right now. You want to talk? I'm a changed, no, I'm a changed man now after this. <laughs> this is turning into a therapy session. Well, well, you are a pretty inspiring person, Claudia, for, <laughs> you know, the audience that you have, but also to us, the people in your life, you know, you're oh pretty, gosh. uh, you're such a good friend. Oh and, and we still haven't, I know we haven't seen each other in a long time. I know. I'm like, I'm not that great of a friend. But then again, listen, we just came out of a pandemic. Yeah, this is no. So now, like. Yeah. We're getting back to it. You're a real now one. Now we're here. Now, do you have anything you want to share to let the people know? I mean, I know we have a movie that will eventually be coming out, mm -hmm. but um, anything that you're working on? The YouTube channel, the Instagram, uh, the occasional TikToks. Really need to get more into that. You yeah. know, that's really where the market is. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just like it's being stubborn for no reason. I know. Um, eventually, maybe I'll try a little bit more. But that's it for now. Um but thank you guys for having me so much. This was so fun. And thank you for coming by. I love any excuse to get to sit down and chat with you guys and have you guys like by myself. Mm. Luxury. Luxury. Well, good. But yeah. I'm glad you came by and we, we have to hang out soon. Sometime soon. Yes, please. It's such a nice breath of fresh air whenever Claudia is around. Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys ask me. Usually it's just pretty cloudy. <laughs> Life's not that good when Claudia's not around, man. Uh, but I'm saying, like, the past year, we've seen, like, basically our same, you know, small yeah. group of friends. And it's just like, wow, we have other friends. Like, they're yeah. really good people that we've been fortunate to have in our lives. And now yeah. you're back. Yeah. You guys asked, and I was, like, already on my way over. I've been actually on my way over for the last, like, three weeks. I don't know if you guys know this, but I just drove really slowly and just timed it out. I've been, like, postmating to the window. Like, yeah. I've just been, like, so excited and ready for this moment. So thank you guys well, for good. finally I'm glad we happened. letting me I'm into the house. I'm glad we made it happen. <laughs> I'm glad we happened. All right, guys. I hope that you have a great day, a great week. Claudia Saluski, ladies and gentlemen. The boys, ladies and gentlemen. Us. Us. <laughs> Who the hell with Matt King and Mike Sheffield?